Welcome to this week's podcast, Woman Who Chat, where I'll be interviewing women in business who share their inspirational stories and their top tips, especially for you. My name is Sandra Garlick and I'm the founder of Woman Who, and I'm delighted to bring these interviews to you each week to inspire you so that you can achieve in the future. Welcome to Woman Who Chat, and I'm here today with Dawn Owen of Oxygen Coaching. Hello, Dawn. Good morning to you. How's things? How are you doing right now? Really good. So right now, as we're recording this, it's, well, it's nearly the middle of January, isn't it? Which is crazy. And yeah, I'm feeling really good about the year ahead, as a lot of people do, you know, being setting goals and working on the plans for this year. And yeah, feeling on a real high after a nice break at Christmas and eating far too many quality streets. <laughs> <laughs> don't we all, don't we all? Let's talk a little bit about your journey. You shared just an extract of your story in last year's edition of I Am Woman Who, and you stood on stage and delivered a keynote, which is quite personal as well, to uh, the Woman Who audience at the awards lunch this year. But tell us a little bit about some of the challenges that you've experienced and how you've overcome those challenges. Yeah, so, well, doing the chapter last year and then speaking on stage this year, well, no, that was last year, wasn't it? Last year as well. It was a personal challenge for me in itself. I'm not someone who has previously, you know, wanted to really share the story. I'm okay. That's happened. What can I learn from it myself and move on? But I found that over time, as I began to share that with very few, you know, few people close to me, that it did have an impact on them. And impact is one of my top values. So I thought, okay, you know, I've got to kind of put myself aside as it is, as it wasn't kind of use that story. So... In my background, you know, had great, great upbringing as a child and, uh, you know, one of those where, oh, everything's kind of, I suppose if it was a movie, Pollyanna, for those that are old enough, you know, skipping along, everything's great. And wasn't until really I was in my 30s that had this period of time where it felt like everything had gone wrong. And I think we all have those at times. So my mum was diagnosed with breast cancer. And then when she was just coming to the end of her first round of treatment, I discovered that I'd got cancer myself. So we were opposite ends of the the country in different hospitals being treated, couldn't see each other because of, you know, your, your immune system is so low. So we went through all that. Both of us came out the other side and then kind of another year after that, my mom's cancer came back and that was terminal that time. And unfortunately, we lost her a couple of years later. And whilst that was all really difficult, it was the aftermath that I wasn't expecting. I'd always considered myself, you know, really strong person, just get on with things. But losing my mum really, really affected me. And it's took me a long time to be able to even say that out loud because it just put me into what I now know was depression. But, you know, I was one of those people that just thought, well, depression is for people that have got really terrible things going on in their life. And it's kind of hidden behind closed doors. And so it was almost a shock to me, you know, to be delivered this diagnosis of, well, you're depressed. And I think actually I fought against that for a long time, didn't want to actually acknowledge that. And probably was why it took me a a much longer to kind of get over it. But I think going through something like that gave me a different perspective on things. When you've had an illness or someone close to you has had, you know, life-threatening illness, everyone says it changes your perspective. It does. 
And it's also about all the other things. So it's not just about the kind of the mortality, if you will. It's kind of assessing what's around you and what you're doing with your life and who the people are around you and who who comes out for you in those times and who kind of shrinks back. So it took me kind of seven, eight years really to come back from losing my mom and being in that depression. I lost my confidence I didn't really want to see people one of my closest friends would say oh you know you retreated into your cave um which I did and to be honest that is my go-to now if I'm feeling a bit stressed or a bit down about anything I actually shrink shrink back from things and hide away in my room with closer magazine and you know <laughs> some, some chocolate um, Rocky, Rocky Road I think is one of your favorites Rocky Road yes Rocky Road <laughs> on a Sunday morning is my go-to yes curse the corner shop curse the corner shop but yes yeah, so, so coming back from that and then mostly through that seven eight years I didn't really share it with anyone and only my husband at the time kind of knew and one or two of my very close friends I didn't share it with my dad because I felt like he'd got enough on his plate after losing my mom didn't want him to have to think any more about me so yeah those were some challenging times but what I've learned from that is if I had shared with a few more people, there could have been more help there. I was a person who didn't want to ask for help. And it's one of the things now when I'm working with people, you know, I love the fact that they've recognised they need help in some way and they can reach out. And I think that's a common theme in business, whether it is, you know, something medical, if you will. So it's your mental health or if it's just something in your business that you can't do, that you spend a day trying to sort and actually someone else if you'd have asked for help could have sorted it in you know half an hour so I think going through something like that does teach you a lot of life lessons and like with anything it's then how you act on that afterwards because you can have the lessons but not actually do anything with them so for me I decided I would do something with them and you can change the way that I was operating. I think quite often we you know we do bottle things up and we do think that you know, nobody else can help. So we want to soldier on. We want to, you know, appear to the outside world that everything is okay. But I think, you know, you've shown I've known you a long time. It was only recently I knew your backstory. And I think now you've you've shared that backstory. You've seen the impact, as you say, it's had on other people. And I think, you know, you, you now act as a role model to say it's okay to talk about things like that because, you know, it's okay to ask for that help. Yeah. And, you know, I think sometimes it's hard, isn't it, to take on these um, identities, if you will, role model, for instance, because of, of whatever you attach to that yourself. But actually, yeah, I now embrace that because by not speaking up, I'm actually I, the way I see it is I'm perpetuating that for someone else. So saying it's okay to keep quiet when actually that did me more harm than good. So why why should I perpetuate that by keeping quiet? You know, I, I need to speak up. Now, what I would say is I'm still not brilliant at that. I'm learning to get better. Speaking at Woman Who last year was the first step of that for me, sharing with, you know, those multiple hundreds of people <laughs> was very scary and was completely you know people talk about going out of your comfort zone and as a coach we talk about the comfort zone a lot but that day for me was completely out of my comfort zone not not so much the getting up and speaking I'm fine with that it was the topic normally if I'm talking about things, I'll, I, I speak with quite a lot of humour. You know, I do believe business should be fun. It's challenging enough. You can have fun as well. But what I found on that day, that wasn't a humorous 
subject and being deeply personal it was I think probably the most nervous I've ever been I don't think I was that nervous when well I did a, a stand-up comedy challenge a few years ago and I found standing up doing the woman who thing far more nerve-wracking than doing five minutes of stand-up comedy to be honest and that was probably because you were sharing something personal and something that you hadn't told people before because I remember I sat there and listened to that and thought I didn't know that about Dawn but it was very memorable very well delivered and uh, it was great that you were able to have the confidence and you felt that you could share that with the woman who audience so moving forward obviously you've started oxygen coaching mm-hmm. you've been doing that you're coaching all sorts of, of people and business business it's businesses you coach isn't it yeah. so what's on the horizon you know what what's what's what are you looking forward to right now in business well and just literally this morning I've been revamping some of this the packages that we do because what I've noticed with coaching is you know it it is impactful but a lot of people don't really know what it is so it's not like when you can you know so I come from a background old background of selling where it's like sell me the features and benefits of this pen that's quite difficult with coaching because it's so personal to people and so we want to try and do things that are more more attractive to people and more available to more people because having been a, a product of coaching, if you will, I turned to coaching uh, when I was depressed, when I lost my mom. Um, I know the impact it can have. And I think making it more understandable for people is, is one of the challenges that we face in the industry as a whole, because it is really difficult to kind of put a label on and describe. So trying to come up with some more maybe little ebooks or little online things that we can share with people and what I think whilst that does excite me what I'm really thrilled about is finding the time for that stuff because I think sometimes in business we're so busy doing the do it's like when do we do all this other stuff so we know we've got to do it but we've got meetings in the diary and we've got this in the diary and that in the diary but we don't blocking the time for like this is my development time this is my personal development time this is my business development time and I think taking my own medicine on that because I talk a lot about time and how we can better use our time and actually blocking time out to be able to do those things that I want to do I think that's that's kind of excited me more in a way because it's like yes this is this is where it happens when it's in the diary then it can actually happen so that the, the combination of the two, you know, this morning, I think I text one of my friends this morning to say, oh, my God, I'm on fire this morning because I blocked out that time. I knew there was nothing else going to interrupt me. I shut myself in my office and I knew, right, I've got this hour and a half and I'm going to bang out loads of this stuff. And I've got so much done. And um, so I think, you know, putting I know you asked for a tip later on, but one of my tips going through is whatever you want to do, put that time in the diary, because if it's not in the diary, it's not going to happen. And I think, you know, I, I constantly say this to the ladies in my academy, you know, block out the time for your business as well to work on your business, but block out time personally as well. And, you know, the first thing I put in my calendar for the year is my holidays before yes, anything holidays, else. <laughs> nails, nail appointments, hair appointments, they've all got to go in there. And travel time as well. I think, you know, over the last 18 months, we haven't had to travel very much, have we? But, you know, I, because I use a calendar, you know, like a scheduling appointment for people to book in with me. And if you don't put your travel time either side of where you're going as well, you suddenly find yourself maybe with someone booked in, you know, half an hour before I'm going to have my hair done. I'm like, well, that's no good. I need to get in the mode to have my hair done. <laughs> so, yeah putting in your travel time I advise my clients to put up 
absolutely everything in the diary. You you can always take it out and it gives you back that gift of time if something doesn't happen. Um, But at least if it's in there, you know that you've got the space. It's, It's that space. You know, when I look at some people's diaries and they're absolutely crammed of appointments and all sorts of things, but there's no space for doing um, and letting yourself think or writing your goals or developing something new or whatever it is, you need that space in the diary. And, you know, I, I have multiple diaries all on my phone. Everything's on my phone and my laptop, but I colour code it. And so mm-hmm. my time is is always in like a lemony yellow. That's And it stands out from all the others. Yeah, um, and that. that goes in first and it's there. And even if it's time for my nails or time for anything personal, as you say, it goes in there because then it and because it stands out in such a, a, a light color and it's there yeah. in my face, it makes yeah. I make sure that I do it. And it's oh, uh, I might take it's on that good. tip. I love yeah. a bit of color. I'm going to take code. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, uh, it works well. And, and you've shared tips already for our audience but I would just like you to share is there any top tip that you would share with our listeners today that's been invaluable to you in your business yeah I think for me um so I read a book a long time ago called The One Thing it's by Gary Keller and Jay Papazan and it talks about having one thing and he has a phrase in there what's the one thing that you can do today such by doing that makes everything else either unnecessary or easier And that's how I operate. So I'll have one thing at a time, and that might be a theme for the day or a theme for the week or the month or 90 days. But everything else is secondary to that one thing. And what it does, you know, we were talking about time, it makes it easy to say no to things because it's kind of like, oh, someone's asked me to do this. Oh, that's a lovely thing. Does it fit with my one thing? No. So it's a no. Because I think that's a word as business owners, well, and moms dads and everything else that we need to learn more of is no because we say yes quite a lot and I know women you know in particular we do tend to say yes to things and sometimes we do need to say a big fat no so by having your one thing and going okay this is my one thing for this month and until it's done everything else is just noise it enables me to say no to things when when they're not right for me And, and that's what I you know really encourage people to do one thing focus on it and not until that's done, can you focus on other things? And just remind us of the name of that book again that you read, The One Thing. It's called The One Thing, and it's by Gary Keller and Jay Papasan. That's great. Life-changing life in business for me, that was. Well, I'm off to get a copy of that. <laughs> they should be on commission. It's been great to talk to you today, Dawn. That's Dawn Owen from Oxygen Coaching. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining the Woman Who Chat weekly podcast this week. I hope you enjoyed it. You can join me next week to hear another inspirational woman in business. In the meantime, you might want to visit womanwho.co.uk to find out how you can start your Woman Who journey.